630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Tampa Bay leading Florida 2-1 with five minutes left in the third period. Blues and Avalanche will start in a few minutes. The Toronto Blue Jays have earned a 3-0 victory over the Seattle Mariners as it's uh, Berrios going seven innings, allowed six hits, did not allow a run, obviously, and four strikeouts. A lot of uncertainty with the Canadian Football League. Now, the Elks and the Stampeders are still practicing because there's different labor laws in Alberta and they still will be on the field tomorrow, but uh, perhaps they will not be either Thursday or or Friday. Still a little bit of uncertainty about when they can actually uh, go on strike. Like the other teams are David Beard, the center for the Edmonton Elks was talking to Dave Campbell about the latest in negotiations and what might happen for that May 27th preseason game against Winnipeg. As far as I understand, um, uh, the PA is kind of waiting um, to get back to the table. Um, they're kind of ready and poised to do that. But uh, other than that, I, I don't really have much that I can update you on. So preseason game coming up. Yeah, in, it's pretty precarious. Monday, right? So there's yeah, pretty deadlines precarious. Up, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I understand there are some deadlines. I actually can't comfortably speak to what the, those deadlines are for some of the other teams in the games. But yeah, we're we're in a precarious position for sure. Okay, uh, talking to Morley Scott there, not Dave Campbell. So not great. Uh, not great. I mean, People I talk to are pretty confident there will be an 18-game season, but we might lose a preseason game or maybe both for the teams here as we roll along. So Battle of Alberta tomorrow, and one of the talking points is that we kind of have, a, you know, well, we, I mean, we had a 38-year-old gentleman call in and say he can't really remember it and some younger people. So, you know, kind of, I'll speak loosely, but basically if you're under 40, you haven't either experienced the Battle of Alberta or you can't really remember one, which is probably good news for this gentleman. And I hope he doesn't mind this intro. I hope it brings a smile of his to his face. But but you know, for with a generation of fans not having experienced the Battle of Alberta, it means that they can't hate this guy. <laughs> as, as I welcome Perry Bears into the show. Hey, Perry. <laughs> Well, thanks for that intro. I like it. That's the first time that's ever happened. <laughs> and you're, I was just thinking, like, how many, how many kids during this, uh, during these last few days, have gone, Dad, why do I hate the Calgary Flames? <laughs> well, uh, you're gonna find out soon. Just give it two weeks. You'll know why. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. I mean, we've seen. A little bit of animosity, Kachuk and Cassian, the goalie fight. You know, Pat Steinberg, who I'm sure you know, hosts games on the Flames yeah. Radio Network, and we kind of, uh, I, I borrowed something from a listener a few years ago and, and said it was, it's was it been more the pillow fight of Alberta because either both teams have been yeah. out or, you know, I guess a few years Calgary was good, but Edmonton wasn't that good. So it certainly is going to be a battle uh, this year. Like, I... I I, I, you've you you've gone on to you played for other teams. You're successful in your post hockey career. Yet this is still what people want to talk to you about. Do you do you like going down memory lane, or what's it like for you yeah. to be asked to relive some of these? It, it, it's I, I'm I can tell you that I have been waiting for this, um, and that's a 
Calgary Edmonton playoff series since I retired. <laughs> um, because, uh, you know, the, as you guys have talked about, the whether it's a pillow fight or whatever, or, or kind of a made up rivalry where I can just, I, just, I always put myself in that, thinking to myself, uh, in 2000, and I don't know, pick a, pick a date, 2008. And, all the media saying, oh, what do you think of the rivalry? What do you think of the rivalry? And some guy who just joined the team one or two years ago went, like, I don't know. What what rivalry? We play against every team the same way. I don't know why the fans are like this, but okay. Um, but this is this is the reason. This is This is why there is this history and everyone's living off of this history. It's because of what happened uh, back in the 80s when um, me as a young Calgary Flame, um, well, I guess I was 20 years old when in '86, uh, when I when I first joined the Flames at that, at, and I joined them in '85, uh, near, near the end of the the season, all Badger Bob would talk about is how we're going to beat the Oilers. Like it was almost daily that there was some mention of this is just another tool in your tool belt that's going to help you. So that we can beat the Oilers. Uh, Cliff Fletcher was trying to build his team as a general manager and, uh, to to beat the Oilers. What else do we need? What? Why? Because Edmonton was that freaking good, and everyone knew that we were going to have to go through Edmonton if we wanted to win the Stanley Cup, and it made us better. It made us strive you know that much harder it made us try and figure out how the heck we were going to stop the greatest player in the world at Wayne Gretzky uh, every day the focus was there and it made two teams well arguably top four or five uh, for a long time we were two of the top teams in the league and Oilers being you know above everybody else so everyone had to shoot up. That's why there was a rivalry, because we were both pretty damn good. I mean, one, really good, and then we weren't that far behind. We knew we just had to do whatever it was, a little more or a little bit more, and maybe we could beat them. The, the fans could feel it that we were close here in Calgary. They could feel it that they were so disappointed, but they'd rev up for the next year, you know, boom, couldn't get it again. And then in 86, um, Badger, and I, I give Badger and Cliff Fletcher all the credit in the world because they truly they they groomed us for it. Um, how we're going to beat the Oilers? How we're going to stop uh, you know minimize Wayne Gretzky's uh, uh, ability to to beat us? Um, it was talked about all the time. And then when the games would start, Glenn Sather and Badger, they were awesome for selling tickets because <laughs> they would just just poke each other uh in the media they would poke each other on the on the bench and scream at each other um it was non-stop i could see badger bob and, and anyone who knew badger at the time you know he he was he was off he just socially he was extremely excited all the time about whatever that topic was and there was Glenn on the other side. He just sit back, you know. He had a cigar, and he was cool and, and intense, and you could be angry. 
and Badger could get under his skin by a starting line by putting a starting lineup in. Or I heard, and I heard Badger would always wait to get that starting lineup in right until the very last second. They'd be screaming at him, "You got to put it in! You got to put it in!" Yeah, because he knew it. It ticked off Glenn. So those two were at each other, and of course, players were fans. All got into it. It was it was awesome. I, I like how you put that. Uh, that's a, that's an awesome explanation. And, and I hope you can expand on Badger Bob Johnson in terms of 86. Like, was he that brilliant tactically or was he that brilliant motivationally that he made you guys believe you were all eight feet tall? Like, tell me about that series. Uh, both of those he could do. Um, and and, and I'll, give you, I'll give you two two great stories from the team meeting we had uh, at the Forum Hotel outside the Coliseum, just the, the way from the parking lot from the Coliseum where we were staying uh, the day before game one in, in, in 86. Uh, he, he started out after the dinner just with the meeting and he said, we've figured out how to stop Wayne Gretzky and we're going to show you how. And we're all looking at him like, yeah, right. <laughs> but through videotape, they collected a whole bunch of of uh, clips of Wayne entering the zone on a five-on-five and showed his tendency to go to, he'd like to go more to the right side into the zone if he could. So Badger would say, okay, watch this clip. You, just let him into just let him into the blue line. Don't try and force him because he'll make you look silly. Then just kind of corner him into there. Once he reaches it, you have the boards in the blue line, and the defenseman just stay there. Don't try and force him because once again he can beat you. Just stay there. Everyone else, pick up a trailer, and you have no one to pass it to, and then he'll have be forced to force something, and boom, turnover. Watch this, Nate Jaws. Watch it again and show us over and over. And then, of course, times where look what the defenseman did here and look how he made him look bad. He showed enough of these clips that you go, okay. So when the game one comes on, we're all on the same page. Wayne's got the puck. He's going through neutral zone. I know I'm back checking. Oh, I've seen this before. Boom. He defense. I know what the defenseman is going to do. I know who I got to pick up. I got to pick up the, the guys he's tendency to pass to, which would be Curry and Coffee and anyone else trailing. Um, and it gave us the confidence. He didn't get as many points five on five. He certainly still got points on the specialty teams, but it, it's he's he's brilliant in how he put it together, and he did motivate us into believing. He always talked about having that extra tool in your tool in your, in your tool belt. Um, that little bit of edge. And, and, and so that one, and then the other story, right after that, he said, and we know how we're going to end up not just beating the Oilers, but getting all the way to the Stanley Cup. Ladies, bring him in. And he, the bowls of strawberries got brought in. And he goes, yep, strawberries. That's how we're going to win the Stanley Cup. I'm like, okay, here we go. Here's Badger again. <laughs> Badger again. And he said, we've been, <laughs> we've been doing our research and, Strawberries heal scar tissue quicker than any any other food, and we're going to eat lots of strawberries because we're going to need to to heal all this scar, this scar tissue. He would have strawberries brought into every team meal throughout that playoff run, going into where we lost the, in the finals there to Montreal. And it was it was just, of course it wasn't about strawberries being super healing at the end of the day. It was that 
oh, yeah, if I have strawberries at the end of the day, you start believing it. I'm going to be stronger and I'm going to be faster. I'm going to be better than those guys that aren't having them. It was, he was doing stuff like that almost daily. And then when it come time to focus on a few things, he would pick a few things and he would make us believe it. That's amazing. I've never heard that strawberry story before. Barry, uh, Perry Barrison joining us tonight on uh, Inside Sports, former Calgary Flame. And part of the reason we're having you on is you were credited with the series-winning goal in 1986 when Steve Smith accidentally banked it in off Grant Fewer. So, okay, true or false, you didn't even get a plus on that play because you were on the bench? What's your memory of that goal? <laughs> Oh, that that would be true. Although they weren't even they weren't even uh, there wasn't even a stat back then uh, okay. that anyone watched. <laughs> However, I was literally standing looking for a place to sit, uh, and there wasn't a place. Colin Patterson jumped on for me, so uh, Patter would have got the plus if they were giving him out. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I I dumped it, turned, jumped into the bench. I didn't even see anything happening because I was looking for a place to sit. And of course, there's no video replay in the building. So it, it, when I'm looking for a place to sit, all of a sudden, all I heard was the gasp and the oxygen levels in the Coliseum all get sucked away because people it just went silent with except for the, the exception of a few Flames fans in the building screaming. And I turn around, what happened? And they're like, the guys are like, I don't know. I think we scored. <laughs> well, how did we score? And someone said, I think Lanny somehow scored because Lanny chased him around the, around the net, so he had to go short side. Um, yeah. So and and it was it was uh, because the, the way things were back then after a goal wasn't a lot of time taken before he dropped the puck again. Um, you know, Steve is, he's on his hands and knees and the Oilers are in shock. Uh, all that, let's keep playing really helped us because it took more time off the clock while the Oilers were still in transition of well, what the hell just happened. And, uh, yeah, then Mike Vernon stood on his head long enough for us to pull it out. Okay. Uh, Perry, we're, we're getting a little low on time. We're going to have to try to catch up again. Cause I always love, uh, it, chatting with you but let's just turn our attention to this series and i know you mentioned you're thrilled that you're going to get to see it and you've been waiting for one uh, ever since you retired H- how do you sort of handicap this series i've heard from some nervous oiler fans tonight but you know okay how's dry subtle going to be but we got mcdavid how's smith going to do like all that kind of stuff well what's a key or two for you in this showdown the, the Flames team with uh, Daryl Sutter, and I hear I was talking about Badger for the whole time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean on Daryl here. He's, he, the guy is, you know, people don't like to, to hear the word genius very often, but he's a smart guy. Uh, he knows what buttons to push. He's, he's got a deep team, and he's got every one of those players playing in a role that they're supposed to play and are comfortable playing. That's how come I think they had such a successful regular season. Um, and the wild card is in Edmonton. I mean, it, it, you, you guys know it's it's Connor and Leon. Um, when they decide they want to do something and they they turn that thing on, I'm I'm not sure how you stop it. So it's that whole roster of the Flames and a really good goaltender here in Calgary uh, trying to figure out when Connor and Leon decide they want to play. How do you minimize 
them from scoring. But, you know, just roster to roster, you know, mo- most people are picking Calgary. And um, and I think it's because of the depth and, again, because you have Daryl driving that bus. Everyone is following what he wants, and he's got he's – tactically, he's so smart. And uh, he can push buttons in people, people's emotions and hearts in that locker room like nobody else. So it, it, it's going to be something else. I, I – I, it's going to be close because I just I, I watched like you guys did what uh, when Connor decided he wanted to go on to the second round, nobody could stop him, and that is going to be the biggest challenge for that whole roster in Calgary. Are you going to any games? I'm going tomorrow. I can't wait. I haven't. Oh. I didn't. Get, I didn't get to go uh, to the to the first round, but I I literally just got uh, offered some tickets. Some of our alumni tickets. Um, before we came on, and I thought, yeah, I, I think uh, I think I'm going to go. It should be fun. Perry, love having you on the show. Thanks for the memories, and thanks for your perspective on this year's BOA. Really appreciate it. Let's talk again soon. It's finally going to be a BOA we can all be proud of. There we go. That is Perry Berezin checking in on Inside Sports. Remind you that the Ford tailgate party in Ice District Plaza open for game one tomorrow. Gates to Ice District Plaza will open at 5.30. Games at 7.30. No admission fee. You can get food and drink while you're there, and it'll be broadcast on the jumbo screen in the plaza with sound. And the Safeway Road Game Watch Party is inside Rogers Place. You can watch on the scoreboard there. I'll be broadcasting from that for the face-off show on overtime open line. Tickets are 5 bucks. available at edmontonoilers.com. And uh, the doors to Rogers Place will open at 6.30 tomorrow. Kellen, you got a couple quick notes for me? Yes, I do. Uh, we got a quick uh, text message here from Ricky. He'll close it off tonight and says, all this nervousness is making me nervous. Sit back, have a beer, and enjoy the ride, folks. The only thing I'm nervous about is the province running out of beer with both cities in a festive spirit and that there's possibly a barley shortage. I hope it's just a rumor. That is from Ricky, and he also adds, hey, there's no reason why we should be nervous or anything like that. Because it's the Battle of Alberta, and uh, as Sammy Hagar once said, there's only one way to rock. Did he actually write that? Yep. That's awesome. Wow. Bonus points for including a Sammy song. Is there actually a barley shortage? There might be. I know that I, I, there are more microbreweries in Alberta than ever before, so hopefully we're going to be okay. Thank you for all your participation in the show tonight. The Lightning beat the Panthers 4-1. Avalanche and Blues are five minutes in, no score. Stoffer has Oilers now at noon tomorrow. Face-off show is at 5.30, game at 7.30. It's game one, BOA. Dave Campbell's the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer this evening. My name's Reed. Good night.
630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.